Amen. Hopefully something will come up on the screen um, for you to see. As the title says here, why is the world in chaos? As we know what's happening around the world, you know, with wars happening in different places, different nations of the world, and also there's talk about the nuclear war and many will be destroyed and, you know, with the pandemic and, and the uncertainty with the economic crisis going on uh, around the world. And even in this nation, the things that are going on, you know, many people are in that state of chaos and confusion, not having that hope what will happen to this world. And I always think about it, you know, and I think that, you know, what a wonderful world it would have been if everyone lived in harmony. You know, everyone loved each other, cared for each other. But is that the case? No. And why is that happened? You know, let's look back and go back in the book of the Bible, in the book of Genesis, you know, where we'll find what exactly happened in the beginning. And this is because of the fall of man. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You know, and let's go back to the book of Genesis. And while I do that, I would like few volunteers to come in front. I had asked few people uh, to come in front. So if I can ask them to come here just to demonstrate what exactly happened in the Garden of Eden. Lilibet. Oh, um, it's all right. You can come. <laughs> and maybe one more. Uh, Vic, can you come? Yeah, you don't have to do anything. Just stand there. <laughs> you know, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, you know, where God created heaven and earth and everything in it, and then he created man and woman, Adam and Eve, and he blessed them. Verse 28 says, then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So what happened was God created heaven and earth. Okay, this is not the real. And maybe, let's say you're God. If you can come here. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> As Andy says, no pressure. <laughs> so here God created heaven and earth, the beautiful earth that we live in. And then he created all the animals and everything in it. And then he created Adam and Eve. If Silas, can you come here? And Izzy, can you come here? You're not real Adam and Eve, okay? <laughs> we are just pretending. 
<laughs> so God created Adam and Eve. And notice one thing, when God created them, he did not make them robots. God has not made human beings robots so that he will have remote control and control them as he wants. But he has given them the free will to choose what is right and wrong. I think that is the greatest gift that God has given us. And God gave them the free will to choose what is right and wrong. But along with that, you know, as the scripture says here, you know, God blessed them and he says, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea or the birds of the air and every living thing that moves on earth. You know, the Psalms, Psalms says in verse, chapter 8, verse 6, you have made him have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. So God created the earth, and then you can pass it on to them, and made them the in charge, gave them the dominion. You know, and Bible says God has, yes, put your hands on them. <laughs> and God, you know, gave them the dominion over the earth, and you know, one great thing also about God is, Bible says, God created man and woman in his own image. And as you see, we human beings are creative. You know, we create things, we invent new things. That's not the same with the animals. You know, God has made us unique. Uh, you know, and God gave them that dominion over the earth. But then, Something happened. They were enjoying everything that God had created. One person comes in the scene who doesn't like them, who doesn't like God, who hates God. And who is that person? The devil. And Vic, can you? Come on, I it's okay. You're forgiven. All right. <laughs> okay, you stand here. So Satan comes in the picture. He hates God and everything that he has created. And then he tries to tempt, you know, Satan tries to tempt Adam and Eve. Now remember this. Adam and this earth is dominated by Adam and Eve, by mankind. They have dominion over it. And then they're under the blessings of God, under the authority of God. Okay? And then when devil comes, he tempts Adam and Eve. And then he says, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took off its fruit and ate. She also gave her husband with her and he ate and we see this interesting scripture in the bible you know in first john 2:16 where it speaks about you know the lust of the flesh and then in genesis 3:6 the tree was good for food very similarity then we see lust of the eyes here genesis 3:6 pleasant to the eyes and then we see the pride of life, Genesis 3, 6, 
speaks about to one make to make one wise so the devil lied to them and said did god really say to you if you eat of this fruit you will be like god and he deceived them and they ate of the fruit and you know what happened they moved from the authority because when they obeyed and listened to the devil they moved from the authority of god and came under the authority of satan you can stand here and put your hands on their shoulder you know the scripture says in jeremiah 7:23 where god said but this is what i commanded them saying obey my voice and i will be your god and you shall be my people so god had said obey my voice and i will be your god and you will be my people but what happened was they did not obey god but they obeyed satan and they moved from that authority because the bible again says in romans 6:16 You know do you not know that to whom you present yourself slaves to obey you are that one's slaves whom you obey you got it you are that one's slaves to whom you obey and they obeyed they listened to the voice of the devil and they moved from the authority of god and they came under the authority of satan and they became slaves of satan and that's why we see so much of chaos confusion because the bible says in gospel of john that the devil comes to steal and to kill and to destroy that's his only purpose his purpose is to destroy your life his purpose is to bring confusion and chaos in your life so that you will be far away from god and not be under the authority of god because being in under the authority of god there is blessing there is peace amen there is eternal life there's wonderful things to be under the authority of god but people in this world are deceived and that's why we see so much of fighting jealousy and that's why earlier as i said you know what a wonderful world it would have been if everyone lived in harmony but that's not the situation more and more we see there is chaos in this world now the story goes on what happened after that 2000 years back god sent his only son jesus here is jesus no pressure i i chose him of course uh, um you know vic also has beard uh <laughs> <laughs> He's got a false one. He's the devil. Oh. <laughs> so here Jesus came. Jesus came into the scene. He lived as a man. God came in the form of man, lived like us. He faced temptation like us. You know, and you know the scripture says the scripture says you know even he was tempted by the devil if you read the gospel of matthew in the wilderness 
You know, Satan tempted Jesus in those three areas. You know, the lust of the flesh said, you know, turn that stone into bread. Then the lust of the um, eyes showed him the kingdom of the world and said, bow down before me and this will be yours. And then also the pride of life took him on top of the temple and said, jump if you are the son of God because the angels of God will come and pick you up. But Jesus did not fall for it. Jesus did not obey Satan, but he obeyed God the Father. And he was victorious in that situation. And then on the cross, he died a cruel death. He shed his blood on the cross for us because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. It doesn't matter how big the sin is, you know, big sin or small sin. When we talk about sin or think about sin, you know, we think about the murder or the big things. Even the Bible says even telling lies to hate even your brother is sin before him. So for example, I give this example always, you know, you take a big stone and a small stone and throw both of them in the pond, in water. What will happen? The destiny of both the stone is to go down, sink in that water. Only difference it makes is the big stone will make big splash and big sound. Small stone will make small splash and small sound. But the destiny for both of them is to go down. In the same way the Bible says the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. So Jesus came and he took that penalty of death on himself. What we were supposed to suffer, Jesus took on himself. Why? Because he loved you and me. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but will have eternal life. And Jesus died on the cross and rose again on the third day. And he gives us that eternal life. So uh, scripture says, I'll just share to you that scripture. For by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. And then, it says, for by, since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For in, as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. So what happens? The scripture says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be saved. And when... We believe in Jesus, the things that he has done, that he died and rose again from the dead, and he's coming back again. You know, you confess, you speak it out. What happens is you move away from the authority of the devil, and you come under the authority of Jesus. Amen? You come under the authority of Jesus. Thank you, guys.
And that's why scripture says here, but now in Christ Jesus, who once were far off, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and broken down the middle wall. Amen. He has broken down the middle wall. And I want to tell you this morning, I don't know who you are, many of you here in this place, if you are new to this place. I don't know what's going on in your life. Maybe there are some struggles in your life, you're struggling in your life and asking those questions about what is the purpose of my life? What is the purpose? Who is this God if there is a God? And what is all life about? What is all the things that is going on around? And you're looking for answers. Let me tell you this. The answer can be found in Jesus. Can be found in Jesus. That's why Jesus said, Come to me all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. As I said earlier, he has given you the free will to choose what is right and wrong. You can maybe this morning say, well, it's, this is all rubbish, I don't believe. It's fine. But for me, this is a serious matter because it's a matter of eternity. It's a matter of eternity because I'm standing here and sharing this gospel to you why? Because I have experienced the power of this gospel in my life. That's why I'm so passionate about it. That's why I would like to share about Jesus to everyone. Because I have seen what Christ has done in my life. I come from a Hindu background, back in India, born and brought up there. I used to hate Christians. But Jesus changed my life. He changed my life. He transformed my life. And I have seen and experienced the hand of God over my life, over my family, how he rescued me, how he delivered me, how he provided my needs, you know. And that's why I can say this, that God is real. God is alive. He's not a dead God that we serve. He's a God who is alive, living God, and we serve him. And this same God, he looks at you, and he says, I love you, doesn't matter who you are, what background you come from, what you have gone through, how many failures you have gone through, what mess you're in, it doesn't matter. God still tells you that he loves you, he cares about you, and he wants to bring you out of that mess. Because he cares about you. And that's why he gives us this invitation, come to me. All who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. This morning, are you weary? Are you carrying those burdens of life? I would like to give you that invitation to receive Jesus in your life. He will take away all your burden and fill you with his presence, with his peace. And it's wonderful. And there is a meaning and purpose for life. Amen? Because God loves you. Can I call the musicians in front? At this moment, let's all close our eyes. And just, I just want you to ponder and think 
about what has been shared to you this morning. I shared to you about the chaos in the world and why this chaos came. We went to the book of Genesis. We saw how God had a perfect plan, purpose, but at the same time, he gave the free will to man to choose what is right and wrong. But sadly, man chose to obey the devil who did not have good plans for human beings. And over the years, over the ages, we live in that darkness, we live in that blindness where we cannot see God, where we cannot experience Him. But then Jesus came. He broke those walls of separation. Jesus came. He recon reconciled us back to God. He paid the ultimate price on the cross. And the same Jesus, he gives you an invitation to come to him. He's waiting to take away your burden and give you his presence, his love, his joy, his peace, a new purpose to your life. Bible says when we accept him, we are a new creation. And all this he does because he loves you. As we all close our eyes, you know, if this morning, if there is anyone who has not accepted Christ as your savior, because here I'm not talking about religion. This is not about religion. It's about relationship with God. And if God is speaking to you, if there is that something in you where you want to know him and you want to respond to this message and say, yes, I want to receive Jesus in my life. I want to follow him. I want to give my life to him. I want to know him. Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Unless and until you taste him, you will not know how God is good. So God is, if God is speaking to you, just raise up your hands wherever you are. Everyone close our eyes and it's between you and God. Raise up your hands if you want to give your life to Jesus. We'll pray for you wherever you are. Thank you, Jesus.